0: Hey, Refreshed Sisters, it's Shawanda here, your host of Refreshing the Soul podcast. Well, it's summer and Refreshing the Soul podcast is on summer break, but I have some great throwback episodes lined up for you. So I want you to sit back and enjoy these replays and just remember to take care of your soul because soul care is self-care. Bye. Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I I'm always so excited when I can speak into the ear of your soul, the heart of your soul. Um, I'm excited, one, because I don't get up here and just say what I want to say. I really sit with God, hear what he has to say. For me first, you know, these are things that I've gone through and but really to hear how God wants me to um, speak to you about whatever the topic that we're talking about. And it just feels so good to be able to share from an honest place, an honest place in your soul, in my soul. And so I just pray that every time you get on to hear this message, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or you're watching me here on YouTube, I just pray that you you really receive a word from God. You know, I never know throughout this entire message where God may speak to you, um, but I know that he will speak to you. So thank you again for tuning in. You're going to receive something today. And if you are um, a returning listener, thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your, you you know, continuing to um, just, you're supporting me, but I know that you're also supporting your soul. And so um, thank you for for doing something for you. You know, Um, we need. Um, we need to hear from God and we can hear from God in so many different ways. Um, Definitely spending time with him in devotion and in your word is important, but even listening to others and getting um, revelation from what they they've experienced and hearing encouragement of things they've gone through is also a way we can hear from God. So thank you. If you're a returning listener, Um, if you're new to the podcast, Again, you're not here by happenstance. I believe God has something special for you too. Um, this podcast is based on um, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, where it talks about God's rest when we come to him. When we come to him, we can receive rest for our souls, whether we're when we're weary or when we're heavy, we can receive his rest. And in those same scriptures, it tells us how we can receive that rest. We have to take on his yoke we have to take on his way of doing so if you're new you're watching like subscribe to this podcast like right now right now i'll wait for you just for a little bit <laughs> but I, I just pray that you know you, you continue to um tune in you know that word rest it's also um it also means to refresh if you um read uh, if you look up that greek word it means to refresh and um, after I wrote um, a book, a 30-day devotional on rest for the soul, um, I heard God say, refreshing for the soul. And I didn't know what that was. And one of the, it's so funny, one of the scriptures in my devotional was Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, right? And I did put in the book that it meant refresh, but it, it didn't, I didn't connect the two um, until later on, once I realized it's a podcast, refreshing souls, a podcast, and it actually it linked back to the word rest. So God says that He He is our rest. He is our refreshing. And I promise you today, you will receive more rest. You will receive more of Jesus Christ. You will receive more refreshing for your soul. Just open your heart right now. Open your ears. You know, I just feel led to pray right now. Father, I thank you for um, the one who who decided to tune in today. The one who is looking for answers, the one who is looking to hear your voice, who's looking for something. They're looking up, God. The fact that they tuned in, the fact that they are opening their journal, opening their word, that's a way of showing that they're looking up. They're looking to you. They're looking to hear from you, God. God, I just ask that you speak to their very heart, the very center of their issue, um, the problem, whatever it is that's going on in their soul. And I ask you to refresh that place. Give them rest in that place, Father. Father, I pray that they um, they feel you through this message. They hear you. They see you through this message. They see themselves. They see where they stand with you. They see where they stand in their situation. And not only do they see that, but they hear what, how they need to move forward, how they need to progress, how they need to maybe snap out of this victim mentality. And maybe it's more patience there they need, maybe it's more love that they need. Whatever it is, God, I'm just asking you through this message, through this entire series that you speak to them wherever that wherever they need, God. You know the need. You know it more than I more than I do. And I trust that this word will go forth on good ground. Whatever they hear, it will produce a great harvest for their soul, a harvest of joy, a harvest of peace in their life, peace in their mind, peace in their heart. God, I thank you. That peace touches them all around. Like your word says, they will have rest all around them in every area of their life. I speak rest right now not only to their mind but to their children, to their family, to their to their to their loved ones, to their job, to their to their careers, to the dreams they've spoken, to the confessions, the things they're believing you for. Father, I just speak your rest all around them. In Jesus name, I pray amen 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 all right so as we get started i want to ask you how is your soul doing have you checked in with yourself have you really evaluated what's going on in you is there something you need to work on is it insecurities could there be jealousy did you find yourself maybe looking at a uh, another pretty girl who passed by and feeling a certain way in your soul you got to check that sis we got to check that we got to deal with that part and us to say, man, why did I, why do I feel like that? Why, why does seeing this, or why does listening to this, or why does, um, me, um, when I feel like I got to, I'm about to be in a relationship or whatever the, the case may be, Whenever I'm called into my boss office, what is this fear that keeps coming over me? What is this fear that keeps coming over me when I open my bank account? Like whatever it is, we got to check those, those spaces. Those those little those little nudges that happen in our soul, we gotta check those things and say, man, that doesn't feel that's not rest. That's not peace. That's not inner peace. That's not rest. You know, my nails may look good while I'm, you know, typing and going to look at my bank account. But if this soul don't feel good, don't look good when I'm going on it, it don't matter what all this looks like on the outside. God cares about the heart. Man looks at the appearance, but God looks at the heart. And even though that word says that man looks at the appearance, it's not that God is saying, listen, this is all you can see, and this is all I can see. God wants you to look at your heart. He wants you to know your heart. But the way that we know that is through Him, it's through Jesus Christ, it's through His Word, it's through seeking Him daily, it's through renewing our mind daily in His Word. So when I say, how is your soul doing? I'm talking from a place where you are aware. You are so self-aware of yourself and what's going on with your soul that you're spending time to, to be like, hey, I need to work on this. I'm telling you right now, I got some things that I'm like, I got to work on this, God. And, and and stay committed. Stay faithful to whatever it is. And um, yeah, so I just, I pray that you're taking that time to check in with your soul. And if you need prayer, just put something in the comments. If you're listening on on the podcast, just, you know, go over to my social media page. You can always message me and say, you know, I was listening to your podcast. I need prayer in this area. I don't know how to move forward in this area. Or I've been struggling in this area for a while. That's okay. I would love to hear from you. You can um, message me. My Facebook um, page is um, Refreshing the Soul. And my Instagram page is at I am Shawanda Williams. Okay? Alright, so and it'll also be in the show notes and the YouTube description, however you're listening. All right, so last week's last week's um topic we talked about breaking the victim mentality, uprooting it. And I went over three ways how we uproot this mentality. And I just want to make sure I say this like, um, you know, when we go to God. With whatever it is that heaven is, like I said, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, it says, come to me all who are weary, right? And he talks about giving them rest. When we come to him and he says, take on my yoke, you know, we all have our own path. Path. God has custom tailored the way he needs to deal with each of us and it all could be different. And so the things that I, sh- I share, those three ways, I believe those are fundamental foundational ways to uproot almost anything one you need the Holy Spirit you can't do it without him I mean when we come to Jesus and we take on his way of doing and his way of living you know we can't live without the Holy Spirit we can't live the life that he um, promised for us we can live our life the way we want to we can keep going on in the cycles of whatever you know it, it that just takes us our strength but to be renewed, to be whole, to be healed, to do all the things that God has, has, has promised and told us to do, it's going to take going through some things that's uncomfortable. It's going to take going through some things that you know you would never have done. But the only way you're going to do it is going to be by the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can lead you. Only the Holy Spirit can direct you. Um, and again, that's through his word. That's through spending time with him in prayer. You know, That's through worship. That's through listening to him intentionally, um, continue to stay in a, play, a place of um, just being sensitive to his his voice. And I believe as you continue to further your relationship with him, Holy Spirit begins to become your best friend, and you hear him. You hear him more frequently. You hear him more. More. Um, you'll you hear him louder than you you did before because now your your spirit is in tune um, with with his spirit. And so the second thing um that we we said that's needed to uproot this victim mentality is to um choose to believe the truth, choose to believe his truth. And the reason why I say choose is because it really is a choice. Um our feelings can tell us to do all kinds of things, but at the end of the day, the choice begins in your mind. It begins in your mindset. Well, if I have a victim mentality, how can I choose to think differently or choose Because it's a choice. It is a choice. You can, you can be operating from a place of, of, of of hurt, of being wounded, um, and afraid to do whatever. But if you, if you choose in your mind, say, hey, you know what? No, I'm going to choose what this word says about me. I'm going to choose what God told me to do. You know, two years ago, God told me to write a book. Did fear come? Absolutely. I never wrote a book before. I've written before. I've, I love writing and all that, but it's different when your story and your words and your message is out you know, publicly to the world. And yeah, people can criticize it, scrutinize it, but I couldn't focus on, again, the victim mentality would be, oh, what are they going to say? What if they don't like it? People could bash it. They can put bad comments about it. Oh, like I could not get sales. You know, all this kinds of stuff. A victim mentality of something bad happening to me, fearing punishment, right? But because I love God so much and I want to be obedient to him, I had to choose to believe what he said. And he said that to write the book. So if he say write the book, I got to write the book. That means I, I can write the book, right? That means that I'm going to be successful in writing the book because he told me to write the book. Success doesn't have to look like a lot of sales. It doesn't have to look like a lot of likes. It doesn't have to look like someone validating that I'm a good writer. It just has to be me completing what God told me to do. And so when we choose to believe what he said, what he tells us to do, or even what he says about us, that we're royalty, that we're holy, that we're chosen, that we're his children. When we choose to really believe that consistently, you know, not just here and there and every now and then, and when we feel like it on good days, no, when we choose to believe that even in the midst of trouble, that's when we can start, um, really taking on his yoke and and taking on the way he does things and and getting out of the place of operating out of a victim mentality it's not something that's overnight but it comes with the repetitive choices of choosing to believe no i'm going to believe God's truth mm imagine where eve would, would have been if she if she told the enemy no nah, i'm going to believe what God said that that tree mm I shouldn't go near it. I shouldn't eat the fruit from it. So I'm just going to choose to believe that. Look at the ripple effect that probably would have had on her life. I mean, and thank God. And I'm I'm not saying, I'm not knocking anything. We all have done things where we have believed the lie of the enemy, but God has what came back. He's restored us. He's set, he's set people in your path to bring truth to you, to show you that he's still been walking with you, that he loves you, that what you did, it did not, it does not make you, does not identify you. He still calls you victorious. He still calls you a more than a conqueror. Like God is that faithful to us. So I'm not saying there are things that we may not do, that we have not done that has called a bad ripple But even in that, I know that God has, he will come back around and restore things. But imagine when we actually get the revelation of getting it right that, wow, me choosing his truth leads to um, more goodness in my life. It leads to me really living a life, not as a victim, but as a conqueror. I can conquer anything because I know who's on my side. I know who I'm allowing to guide me, Holy Spirit. I know that I can't do it without him, and I'm and I know his truth. I'm not I'm no longer just believing it. I'm choosing it enough to where now my soul knows it. Wow. And then the third thing we said to uproot it is to let me remember da 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 da. da. The third thing to uproot it is to allow yourself to be uncomfortable. It's gonna be uncomfortable sometimes, you know, when you're moving from a plate of place of where um you're so used to um feeling something and responding out of that feeling where now you're you're having to change your mindset and respond differently, it's gonna feel uncomfortable. It's not gonna always feel great. And it could be you stepping up to the mic on a stage, it could be you stepping up to the mic in your family as a mother or as a daughter. You know, it could be in different areas where you're not used to um, you're not used to um, seeing yourself in that light. You're so used to seeing yourself on the again on the victim end. Let me just be quiet. Ah eh, I won't say too much. I don't want I don't want nobody to start attacking me or I don't want you know it's that that kind of stuff but see but being able to hear God And really really get his mindset for you and the mindset he wants you to have to look at a situation and the way to look at yourself to be able to start changing that. And that causes you, it may be to speak up, it may be to speak less. It may be to stand up to something, to apply for something. It may be to even, hey, I don't need to be this. I don't need to be doing all this. I need to be doing less. Whatever it is that God is telling you to do or however he's shifting your mindset, even around money, sometimes we go so hard and work. I don't know who this is for, but sometimes you go so hard in working and trying to prove yourself and trying to um, obtain so much so that you are not a victim, so that you are not um, falling back. So you're not like your family, your mom, your dad, whoever you're, you you, you want to be so far away from that type of stereotype. You want to be so far away from that past that you're doing all of this to. but it's in order to prevent becoming this or being in this situation. Guess what? That's a victim mentality. You're saying if I don't do this to make it, then this will happen to me. Again, it's a fear of punishment. It's the fear of something bad coming back on me. And so even though we may look good on the outside, it may look like we're thriving, it may look like we're doing all this, but guess what? Our hearts are weary. We're tired. We're, we're abusing our souls. We're working day and night. We're working two jobs because we want to provide for our kids. We want. We don't want them to feel the way we felt growing up. We're doing all of this to stay in a place to prevent from filling, to prevent from going through, to prevent from experiencing. And daughter, I'm here to tell you, you're that's operating out of a victim mentality. When you can start operating from a place of, you know, I'm going to do what God has told me to do and that's good enough. It doesn't matter if my bank account is not where I want it to be. I can learn how to be in a content place right now. I know I'm not going to stay here. I know I'm not going to always be here, but if this is where God wants me to be right now. I know it's, it's, it's to work together for my good. God is probably Teaching me patience, God is probably teaching me endurance, God is probably teaching getting things together in order for me. When you can start having a mentality on things above and not just on what you're fearing to happen to you, that's when you start tapping into rest, that's when you start tapping into the refreshing for your soul. No, baby, you don't have to feel it. I, I, I hear someone right now saying, But I just don't feel it. I'm trying to trust God, I'm trying to guess what? I've been trying to feel it too. (laughs) <laughs> and god said it's not in the feeling it's it's not in the feeling it's some, it's going to be in your it needs to be in your mind first before it can transcend to the feeling part of your soul you know our soul is um our thinker our chooser our filler the way we perceive and, and think about things that's part of our soul the way what we choose that's part of our soul and what we feel that's part of our soul And right now, we got to deal with the mentality. We got to deal with our mindset. The feeling will come eventually you're gonna feel you're gonna feel that you're gonna feel that place where you no longer have to strive you don't feel something piercing you or pricking your heart because of something that you don't have or because of you stepping up to something that you've never done before you're not gonna feel that fear anymore there's gonna be a peace that surpasses all understanding that surpasses all of the stuff that you've been through that surpasses all the stuff that your soul used to tell you that yeah you need to back out of this you need to run right now this person ain't right they're gonna they're gonna to cheat on you, she's gonna talk about you. No, God's gonna give you a peace that surpasses all of that, and where to where you can remain steady. That's what God wants. He wants children of God who's going to listen to him and remain steady, who's gonna remain in him. And I speak right now, um, woman of God, you will remain in him. No longer will you run, no longer will you hide, but you're gonna find a secret place in God and remain in him. That's not what I was trying to talk about today, but I just felt like you know that's something that God wanted someone to hear. So I pray that you're blessed by that, and you know I do want to. I'm going to read this um, one scripture that kind of ties into that. It's Romans 8, 28 I was reading the scripture, and as many times as I've read the scripture, and I'm sure as many times as you probably have heard the scripture, um, I read it a little differently this time. So Romans eight twenty-eight says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And I'm going to read it in the TPT version. That was NLT. TPT version says, "So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives, for we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Man, you know, when I was reading this, I was thinking, man, are you a victim or are you an overcomer? Are you a victor? You know, and one of the things that you can also answer that will help answer that question is, do you love God? See, this scripture says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. Stop. This is Paul talking. He says, and we know. Who who is we? Those who love God. The people who love God, you know that God causes everything to work together for the good. Uh, The victim sees the disadvantage. In things, an overcomer, a, a child of God, more than a conqueror, a victor, someone who knows who they are in God, someone who loves God, knows that God causes everything to work together for the good. Um, here, Paul, he sees—I put—he sees the advantage, and victims can see the di- disadvantage and make things about them. Even we're, we're talking about when he says everything, he's talking about bad things. He's talking about things I don't understand, things that don't make sense, things that I just don't even I I didn't even know it was a thing. He's saying everything works together for the good. Good? You mean even in even in um, when I'm misunderstood because it don't feel good when you're misunderstood, but it's a thing. It can work together for the good. To those who love God. A victor can see the advantage. And sometimes you may not be able to see the advantage right away. And I get I, I get that. Sometimes when things suddenly happen, you can be in a place or a stage in your relationship with God where it's like, this is going to take me a moment, God. And that is okay. I give you permission to be there. It is okay. You will get to a place. Where and I, I can't even see, say that I'm here, but um, I, I know someone who went through something where their son um, had gotten ill, and the son was young in high school. Um, something, um, he gotten ill, and I remember her saying, Um, that this guy's gonna get the glory out of this, he was in a hospital for weeks. I remember her saying, God is going to get the glory out of this. Like still, even in a situation like that, I mean, while he was in the hospital, in the midst of it, she's saying, God's going to get the glory out of this. This is going to work together for the good. Because one, she loved God. And there's something that that tells me that Paul is saying, listen, people who love God knows that things work together for the good, right, of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. A victim, one, they it's not that they may not love God, but they may love being a victim more. I, I heard God tell me that right before I got on here. He said, ask him, do you love me, or do you love being a victim? Because sometimes we like being a victim. We like being on the place, we we, we can like being on a On the part where oh woe is me oh poor sad things and sad sad I'm so sorry that happened to you or whatever sometimes we like that attention and we got to be honest with ourselves we got to come to an honest place God is this is this something that like is it me is is it me am I am I staying here because I I just like this place I'm so used to this place that it it gives me a lack of responsibility to trust you to believe that I can be more. That I, I actually need to do some soul work to become whole. You know, I, I asked him that. That's what I heard. Do you do you like being do you like do you want to be a victim? Do you love being a victim? No, we don't like being in a place where we're getting hurt, but sometimes we like the 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 feeling of, of someone maybe feeling sorry for us. That's not everybody, but I don't know who I'm talking to. It could be you. And God doesn't want you to be in that place. He wants you to know one that when you love him. More than anything, when you love him, you will know that the things that happen, even if it feels like it's happening to you, that it works together for the good, because one, you're called, you're called, and not only that, you're called according to his purpose, you have a purpose. When you are when you know who you are in God, you're called you know you're called, you know he loves you, you know you love him and you know you have a purpose, you know he has a purpose, and what you're doing is according to his purpose, so if this is happening, what is this, what is this for God, why did this happen, you know, when I I went through my divorce, um, when I, when when it ended, I, uh, when we separated, we finally separated, I immediately turned to God, and um, in that very moment, in that place, i I could not understand I wanted to be mad at God, I wanted to blame him i I wanted question I wanted answers um I could not see the good in it. I could not see the good in the failure of my relationship. I could not see the good in separating my kids from their father. I could not see the good of me becoming a single parent, me having this house to myself, having to clean it myself and take the kids to school. Most of the days and share our kids on the weekends. I could not see the good. And that's why I give you permission. Because sometimes when you're going through things. We, we, we The hurt can blind. Can blind what what we see that God is doing. But God wants to get you to a place. He wants to get you to a place sister. He wants to get you to a place sister. That when things do happen that you weren't expecting to see, that kind of threw you off guard, that maybe even hurt you. He wants you to get to a place where you're able to see, God, I know this got to work out for the good. I know there's a purpose in it. What are you trying to show me? What is it that I need to learn? When I look back on what happened to me, that immediate turn that I made to God, I never had to turn to him again because I remained turned to him. I heard for God. I heard from God for the very first time. I developed an intimate relationship with God. I began to just do even more. Things started to come out of me that I didn't even know that I had the capability of doing. Speaking the way that I did, becoming more bold and confident in myself, and writing a book like. These things, I'm like, God, man, you know, owning up to mistakes, not being so prideful, being able to receive correction, all these things started coming from this relationship that I, that developed, but d- developed because I got a divorce, because I was broken, because I was hurt. So when we can't turn back and see how even that even something bad, even a divorce, even a breakup, if we can't come back and see how it turned out for our good, then number one, sister, I gotta ask you, um, are you in the will of God? Are you are you have you positioned yourself to turn to him in the first place? Because if you if not, if you can't see God, then you can't see who you really are. And then I gotta ask you, how, how are you, what are the what, what are the lens that you are looking through? Are you still looking through what happened to you? Are you still holding on to a hurt somewhere where, you, where you're like, all I see is what someone did to me. All I see is what happened to me. If you're still holding on to that, you know, I encourage you, one, bring it to God and ask him simply, why God? Why am I here? Why did this happen? Be honest with him. Be vulnerable with him. God can take your questions. God can take your anger. And the reason I know is because I've given it all to him. I don't know if there's anything I have not given to him. That I, I just, it, it, once you just start there, you'll be able to give him more and more and more. And that's what God wants. He wants more of you. He wants more of you to come out so he can give you more of him, more of his way of seeing things. Seeing how, yeah, I know this happened to you, but th- but uh, this is what, what ch- I want you to see in yourself. And that's where God took, started with me. As much as I wanted to look at myself as the victim of he hurt me, he cheated on me. He did this. You know what Holy Spirit told me when I learned how to talk to him and read his word? He said he did it because you allowed it. You allowed it. My husband, didn't, he didn't cheat on me once. Twice, it was over and over and over again. You said, but you allowed it. And you allowed it because you didn't know your value. You didn't know your value because you didn't know who you are, not in me. So it still took me back to a place where I had to deal with the self. And I had to be honest with that, had to sit with God in that. You're right, God. Don't know my value. Don't know who I am. Don't know who you are. Let's get that right. Let's start there because when I start there with self, when we start there with our own with our own soul, then when I can see myself differently, I can see the situation different. Since maybe you can't see the situation differently because you don't see yourself differently. Maybe you keep seeing yourself as the one who's gotten hurt, who's been the victim, who this, all this happened to you. Maybe you keep seeing that because you keep seeing yourself that way. And God wants to change the way you keep looking at yourself. So um, that was Romans 8, 8 um, and 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purpose for them um last scripture is is a couple of verses down romans 8 and 38 it says actually it's 8 and 37 i apologize says no despite all these things overwhelming victory is ours through christ who loved us what is all these things well if you go about two verses up It says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? That's all those things. So, so, So 37, Paul says, no, despite all these things, despite calamity, despite our troubles, despite being persecuted, despite being a victim, despite being hurt, Despite being broken, despite being hungry, destitute, or in danger, or even threatened with death, guess what? Despite despite all this, overwhelming victory. I love that overwhelming—not just victory, but we have over. I mean, it's overwhelming victory. It's not a question, not a doubt. We got, we have victory. Victory is ours. We're through Christ, who loves us. Not the victory we have because we snapped back on that person so good they didn't have nothing to say back. No, the victory we have through Christ who loved us because of what he did. I'm set free in my soul, where I can live and I can live in freedom that I don't have to snap back. If anything, I feel sorry. I feel sad because someone had to say that or because they did do that to me. You see what I'm saying? But I'm so free in my soul that I can actually come to a place where I'm praying for that person or I'm seeking the mind of God on how to respond to that person or to this situation. I want to read also the Passion Translation of Romans 8, 37. It says, yet even in the midst of all these things, in the midst, in the middle, in the middle of what? Hurt, calamity, trouble, being being poor, being threatened, being attacked. Even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all for God has made us to be More than conquerors. We're not just conquerors. You're meant for more than that. You're meant for more than just conquering and battling things. You're not just a survivor. You're already victorious. You're already that. You're more than that. I like that. Yet, even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us. He made you. He fashioned you. He tailored you. He custom fit you together before you even in your mother's womb. He knew who Shawanda was going to be. Matter of fact, he made her. He made me in a way where I would be more than a conqueror. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. And I apologize. I keep hitting my mic because I'm not used to it being there. And I apologize if the, the sound sounds a little, you know, tacky We're we're working on some things. We're working some things in the studio. Okay. So just bear with me, um, as we get through these, this, this mic situation, but, um, but back to the verse, he says, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. I love, oh, I love that God, because of how he loved us because of his love for us. Is why I'm vic- is why I have victory over everything. I don't have victory on my own. We don't have to do anything or fight on our own. We have victory because of what Jesus has done. And so, when we are feeling defeated, when we are feeling um, down, when we when we are feeling like the threat is too heavy or this thing is too much. We're going to do what, uh, What? go back, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come to me, all who are weary. I got to bring, I got to bring it to Jesus. I have to be honest with him. I got to get in a vulnerable place. I, I have to cry out to him. I have to say, hey, I'm scared. I'm terrified. This hurts. This is too much. Be honest. Okay. Tell him the truth. And then I talked about after that being honest, We we find the root. And the last we uprooted and God, he he knows how to take you through the process. He knows how to take you through what you're, what you're going through. We just have to be honest with him and allow him to um, speak to us. Be patient enough to hear what he has to say. Slow down. I know you want to answer right away. And sometimes God will answer you right away. And sometimes God will answer you in a different way. Don't, don't, there's something my pastor say. Don't ever marry a method. The way you heard from God last time may not be the same way you hear from God this time. It may be different. It it may be different. And sometimes we're not hearing God because we keep trying to hear from him through this one way. God showed up when you were worshiping and praising him. Or God spoke to you instantly after you said that prayer. And now you're praying again. You don't hear him. God's trying to teach you something. He works all things together. Even his silence. It, everything works together for the good to those who love God. Do you love God? Yes. Good. That means you're called according to his purpose and whatever's going on, it'll work together for the good. I pray you're blessed by this message. I pray you've been blessed by this series. Um, and I pray that you truly, um, are, are really taking the tools and doing the things that's necessary. Um. To allow God to change your mind, to renew your renew your soul the way that you think, and that you're being consistent at it. Daily keep these things in front of you. Daily keep his word in front of you. Daily seek him. Daily be honest with him. The rest is up to God. You do your part, you do, you're renewing your mind, you're speaking his truth. You're 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 being honest, you're telling him what's going on in your soul. You're waiting patient to hear how he's going to respond, but yet you're, you're you're speaking what he's saying about you. No, you may not feel the change yet, but I'm telling you, sis, you're going to see it. You're going to feel it. It'll get there. Keep speaking his truth. Keep showing up on that job. Keep showing up for your podcast. Keep showing up for your family. Keep showing up for your relationship. Keep showing up for your marriage. God is faithful to transform you. He's faithful to to transform your situation. He's faithful. He he, he already says that you're victorious. He already says that you are more than a conqueror. You're more than the situation that that you're battling right now. You're more than that. Meaning, he's already seen you, you come out of this. Trust him. Trust him. That's what I hear. Trust him. Trust him right now. Trust him with your whole heart. Trust him with your whole mind. Trust them with everything. If that's all all you got, is all you need is to trust them. Don't lean to your own understanding, but lean to God. Lean to His Word. Trust Him. Trust Him, sis. Trust Him. All right. Let's end with our confessions for the soul. Just take this moment and just um, relax your soul. And here. And speak and believe these words. Repeat after me. I am not chained to what I've been through. I am not my pain. I choose to allow God's word to change the way I think. So that God can transform me into a new person. I will not walk constantly afraid of punishment. But I will let God's love permeate the depths of my soul until fear is no more. Because I am new in Christ, I am victorious. And one more, I was made to be more than a conqueror. Amen. Amen. And amen.